Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream. Not getting enough Triple M footy? Or did you miss something and need to go back and have another listen? Get the Triple M NRL podcast. It's available right now on the Triple M NRL app. Sunday. A day to worship. Worship a small egg-shaped ball. Oh, no, he drops the ball. Just as long as I'm here in your arms, I could be in no better place. I've got to respect the ball. You're simply the best. Long live the weekend. Long live Rugby League. Woo! Oh, you got to love your Rugby League. 2-3-4! be with you on a Sunday afternoon. Welcome to the Triple M Sunday Sin Bin. Welcome back to the Sunday Sin Bin. Paul Kent has gone, so we commence our happy hour with Hoops, Gordon Tallis and Nathan Brown joining us <laughs> in about good. 20 minutes' time. Open up the party mix now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to our mates at Bryden's Lawyers. The Gold Coast Titans, I think, have just scored an absolute miracle try. Um, so they are on fire, Anthony. Give them a wrap. Yeah, no, they are absolutely... I love the Gold Coast Titans. Love to see them do well. If the Gold Coast... You know, people often say hoops if the titans are doing well rugby league's doing well who's your favorite gold coast player oh the colorful gold coast identity tony don without question you love him he's my favorite but that's a brilliant try there the ball's been batted back in we're just checking with the uh, triple m coach high replay but it looks to be batted back in by is it kevy proctor i can't see yeah it's kevy proctor and then it's uh, uh grounded it's a try so it's now 24 nil 24 nil. Gold Coast lead the uh, Cowboys on the uh, Tire Power scoreboard. Just uh, if you've just joined us around Australia, welcome to Sunday Sinbin for our mates at Bryden's Lawyers. The big news, of course, today, as it has been every week, hoops for the last six, eight, ten weeks, the Broncos. The latest in, Anthony Seabold is now in the COVID isolation because he had to break the quarantine because of a very serious personal issue. Yes. Um, beyond that, we've got a couple of the coaching staff from the Broncos, including Alan Langer. They're also now in quarantine. Yep. We have got uh, Tavita <laughs> Pengai Jr., who's yep. been caught at a barbershop with some members of a local biking gang. He was at a barbershop supposedly not getting a haircut, yep. uh, which is permitted. Mm-hmm. But no, Tavita was just there. He must have been catching up with uh, some mates or whatever. And so as a result, uh, the police went to that venue and he's now all also in a two-week isolation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then further to that, um, there's unconfirmed reports, but we have just had a tip-off that Corey Oates uh, might have also been sprung having a game of golf. Oh, you're joking. And I look, he's he's injured at the moment anyway. I remember he suffered that bad leg injury mm. uh, at Leichhardt Oval. Yeah, that laceration, going, was it? Or? Yeah, the night they got beat 48-0, uh, he suffered. There were fears he might have been out for the rest of the season, but thankfully it wasn't as bad as initially uh, the concerns were, but the concern now is, Anthony, that uh, if he's played golf, you're not supposed but, to be doing but, that. But hold on. But I thought that it was relaxed. No, it was. I thought that, no, 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 no. But like, then I thought that if you're home for two weeks, right, and yep. he wouldn't have travelled with the team to Sydney and he's been home, yes. he's probably allowed to be out of the bubble. If he's injured and he's not going to training and he's been in Queensland and there's no other cases, 
But if he is still, wouldn't he still be going to train and do his rehab and he'd all that sort of thing? He'd still be in the bubble. So still be around the players. No, because I think so. the blokes that are injured, they've been training in the other facilities because there's two okay. facilities at Broncos. There's the Centre of Excellence, yep. the $30 million one, the and there's Berkhofer. another little tin shed, the one where they won the six premierships. <laughs> <laughs> so they send the injured players to the six premierships oh, so they get a bit of rust on them. That's a the school head. of hard knocks, yeah. that joint. Tell you what, oh, though, they're what? not getting much use out of that Centre of Excellence just yet, are they? But I'm sure that'll all turn around. <laughs> don't you, don't you. Come into it, Waterloo Waratah. Titans tweet. Right. Hey, Waterloo Waratah's got a centre of excellence too. It's called the Grosvenor Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the cauliflower. <laughs> yeah, that's after. <laughs> Gold Coast 24 lead the uh, Cowboys nil. And of course, uh, on the back of um, all those things with the Broncos, they've now lost 10 games of their last 11. Peter Gentle will step in as the assistant coach. Peter obviously worked with Anthony Seabold there at the Rabbitohs. So hopefully we wish he, that he, he can finally have some success up there. But the road's not going to get any easier for the Broncos. They've got the Raiders coming up and the Dragons. Yeah, it's a tough first up road trip, isn't it? Down yeah. to the National Capital and the Raiders, they'll want to bounce back after what was a disappointing uh, performance. I don't think they were that bad last night, Canberra, but Penrith just went on a hot mm. streak and mm, got yeah. the 24-0. And then at halftime, the Raiders managed to recalibrate a little bit. And uh, The second half was good, the Raiders. It was. You know, you yeah. know some. Sometimes you can miss the start, you know, and I think with the rule changes, I like it because you can get blown away and you can't get ambushed. You know, you're kicking off at three o'clock. That's my theory, you know, and they're like <laughs> just waiting for somebody else to do something. Panthers just jumped out of the box and, you know, they're hard to bring back and they and they got there in the end, the Raiders, and it was a really good second half. But if they take that in the next week, it's a, it's a tough road trip for any Queensland side. It's probably it feels like thirty degrees outside. It's a beautiful day, not a cloud in the sky. Then you go play in three Canberra degrees, and it's minus six. <laughs> three degrees, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not a nice place. This game too, boys. It's on now with the Titans leading the Cowboys twenty four nil. Let's assume the Titans go on and win this one. And in the fair income department, they have looked so much better this year, even in games they haven't won. Yeah, but there's a real log jam around the bottom of teams on six points, and this gives them the opportunity, Gordy, to kick away. Yeah, well, you know what they've. You know, the greatest thing about the Titans this year, and that's all you want from your side, they haven't got – they've got beaten on ability. They pushed the Roosters, I think it was 18-12, and then Penrith uh, the week before. They actually had opportunities and chances to win the game, and that's all you can ask. And, you know, they're out and recruiting them. we got David, we got big Herman, you know, you got big Tino coming next year, and, you know, you never know. Katoni Stakes wants to get out. Mm. Who knows? Let yeah, me ask I mean, you this, you, Gordy. There was a yep. crazy one doing the rounds uh, a couple that of I'm weeks ago. I'm making a comeback? No, no, no not <laughs> yourself. But that maybe the Gold Coast would make a play for Cameron Smith. Now, I asked Mel Meninger and I asked Dennis Watt about it, and they said, no, not at this point in time. No. No. But that is the one area that they're lacking, isn't it? Like as much just, as they've got a lot of money invested in Nash Taylor, but if you could get a gun yeah. playmaker, seasoned, yeah. experienced, yeah. Smith would be perfect. Mm. Yeah, I, I, well, there's no greater winner, really. Yeah, I mean, like, then we can, but well, we can say that there is. I don't think there's a greater winner in the game that I know of. You know, so if you get someone like Cameron Smith, would he want to walk away from the legacy that he's got at Melbourne Storm? But one thing that he brings to your organisation straight away is credibility and belief and leadership. And, you know, he'd be a credit to any organisation. Cameron, but um, I heard that Brisbane were chasing him too. I heard, yeah. mate, 
That's, it's been doing the rounds. Kicking, yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so like it was doing the rounds, maybe Broncos. Yes. You know what I mean? Because he's got a relationship, and then Seabolt got asked because he's got a relationship with Anthony, and, you know, no one would ever say no to Cameron Smith. You know, and I think Melbourne's in that predicament. They've got Harry, Harry Grant, and they've got Brandon Smith, and they've got Cameron. They can't keep them all. Yep. You know what I mean? I think it's unfair for one on the club to try to keep them all there. I think it's unfair on the players. You know I mean, I know that Brandon Smith, I think he thinks that he deserves a chance at number nine. I think Harry Grant knows that he is a number nine. And Cameron is the greatest number nine of all. So they've got the best two up-and-coming number nines and the greatest of all. So they're pretty lucky in that situation, f- the Melbourne Storm. They're flush with options. Mm. Yeah, and, and and it's a tough conversation. Like, who's just to delve into it. It's like, if I've got Cameron Smith at my club, there's no way I'm saying I don't want you at my club. But there's no way I want to lose Harry Grant and Brandon Smith too because yeah. the piranhas are just sitting there waiting to see what Cameron Smith does. So <laughs> yeah. what do you do? Do you go – because I know that you're happy and you're praying that Cameron plays again because then Harry Grant's got to get out claws. Do they want to go sit under Cameron Well, for one more year? I think that they mm. believe that they've done their apprenticeship and they've got a right to believe that they've done their apprenticeship the way Harry's played this year and one's an international player and comes on and plays all different roles and is absolutely outstanding and is a bit of a barometer for Melbourne Storm when they're down. That Craig throws him in and he can turn the game for them. He does. You know, yeah. and then Cameron goes out to number seven. It was a bit like, you know, I didn't like it when Kevy Walters came to the Broncos early because they moved Wally Lewis into lock. Right. So Wally Lewis was a 5'8", and they brought this guy Kevin, and I didn't know too much. I was a young kid. Now I know why, because he won more premierships. Mm. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, he's a real winner. So it was a strange decision for me as a kid, but that's what's got to happen at Melbourne. But it's a, it's a tough decision to make because I would never say no to Cameron. But has anyone put this to Cameron? I mean, f- uh, football aside, he's probably he's lived in Melbourne now, what, 18 and 19 years. He's got a family down there. That's his home. What does he got to prove by going to the Gold Coast or the Broncos? Well, he's, he's, uh, he's originally a Queenslander. Yeah. He grew up in Logan, Logan. Anthony. Yeah. And I think you'll find uh, it came out on the Triple M program yesterday that MG was on, the Saturday scrum, uh, that... Cameron's kids are actually going to school up on the Gold Coast at the moment because the schools in Melbourne, I think they're all in lockdown. Right. So, or Sunshine Coast. No, I think it's Gold Coast because, oh, yeah, wow. MG's brother, Matt Guyer, uh, is right. one of Cameron Smith's best mates and right. uh, he's got a school up there on the Gold Coast. So I think they're going to school. His kids are going right. to school with Matty Guyer's kids. Well, well, do you know what? It, it, um, I would love Cameron. I don't think his legacy changes at Melbourne Storm. And I nah. think that, you know, if he goes and it's a deal and he can always go back to Melbourne Storm, we'll go, hey, listen, I want to be part of this and you know, are you going to be in a leadership group moving forward? I think it's a question to be asked. Wouldn't hurt his legacy at all. If no. he's achieved that much with that club already, I don't think it damages it whatsoever if he decides no. that, you know, if a club like a Broncos or a Gold well, Coast decide Cow- that they want Gold to just Coast. The Cowboys are in that situation. The Warriors are in that situation. The Dogs are in that situation. The Tigers are in that situation. Mm. They'd all love to have him, but I think in terms of salary cap and in terms of where he would want to go, it, probably if he's going to go, he'd go back. Queensland. He'd go back home, wouldn't he, Gordon? 
Oh, I'd like to think so. The Gold Tim- Coast has got some nice beaches, Cameron. Oh, the Gold 52 Coast kilometres of free activity, mm. Cameron. I'll buy you a surfboard. <laughs> I would actually buy him a surfboard. <laughs> now, I'd put it on the salary cap. Though. Okay. Now, the other thing is, too, if you work in sponsorship and marketing at the Broncos or the Titans, all of a sudden you've got uh, Cameron Smith there. It's mm. got to make a difference, hasn't it, boys? Uh, Gold Coast 24, Cowboys 4. That's the Triple M Tire Power scoreboard. We're going to take a break. Shortly we'll be joined by uh, Melbourne's latest star, the great Nico Hines as Triple M rocks the footy. Triple M Sunday Sinbin is full of experts. If you're looking for expert legal advice, have a chat to Bryden's lawyers. Triple M rocks footy. Sunday Sydney. Nice to be with you on a Sunday afternoon. Triple M rocks footy. And welcome back to it. Uh, look, a bit of a bit of a comeback on the cards here at uh, this game and on the Gold Coast. Now Gold Coast twenty four, Cowboys ten on the tyre power scoreboard, and still twenty seven and a half to go. So this could uh, be a little bit of a boil over here. But Gold Coast twenty four lead the Cowboys ten at the moment. Now just before we're going to go to Nico Hines. Now I think Nico Hines is there from the uh, Melbourne Storm. Nico, welcome to the Sunday Sinbin. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Mate, well, you'd be pretty familiar uh, with Triple M being a Central Coast boy. Where were you playing? Woi Woi or your minor bunnies or was it both? A uh, bit of both. I played my juniors at your minor bunnies and then played a bit of seniors at uh, the Willow Roosters. Right. And, mate, how did you end up at the Storm? Um, well, I went through the junior system at the Seagulls and then 20s and then I went up to Q Cup in Mackay Cutters right. a couple of seasons there mm-hmm. and then... Um, Sunshine Coast Falcons and the Storm kind of noticed me and obviously they're joint um, and they sent me down for a pre-season and, yeah, went from there. Cool. Hey, um, and tell me this. So you guys are up on the Sunshine Coast. What's the – and there's been a big chat all day about COVID and, you know, I think if you're home for two weeks, does it get a little bit more relaxed and you can go for a surf or a coffee? Is is that the go? Uh, uh, well, it was originally. Um, so we were – on a better restriction than what the other Sydney teams, I think, were. So we could, we were able to go to cafes and go surfing and go on the beach and that. But now, since we played against the Bulldogs yesterday, they're in a hot spot. So we're quarantining now for two weeks, yeah. and we can't leave the hotel other than training oh, wow. and, and game day. Mm. Wow! And you find that tough, or it's just par par for the course? Um, no, I don't know. It's day one at the moment. We'll see how we go. Yeah. Uh, Ten days in, but I think that. We're pretty grateful we're in a good spot on the Sunshine Sunshine Coast at the moment and considering what people in Victoria and our fans are doing down there, they're going for a really tough time. So, yeah, I think we're in a pretty good spot up here. Another great win for the club yesterday. Nico, and you obviously got an opportunity with Ryan Pappenhausen being rested. Can you give us an update on Cameron Munster at all? Um, yeah, it was a good win, first of all. Um, you know, uh, I'm glad I got the opportunity to play uh, yesterday. And, yeah, Cameron, I think... I'm here in maybe a week or two. I'm not too sure. I think he has the physios this morning. Uh, we've done a little bit of recovery while he was at the physio, so I'm not too sure on what the exact extent of it is at the moment. Geez, your coach must have been happy because obviously no Cameron Smith and Brandon Smith slots straight in there and then you lose Munster for quite a significant amount of time as well and you know the scoreline was starting to get a little bit closer, but then the Melbourne Storm just went crack bang and you were a big part of that. Yeah, it was pretty happy. Um, also, there was a, a fair bit of errors in there uh, we need to clean up, but we're pretty fortunate to have a Kiwi international hooker in Brennan Smith to cover for, for Cameron. And um, then we had Jackie come on the field for, for money as well. So, 
I think we've got a pretty good depth here at the moment and um, everyone who's going in and filling roles is doing a really good job. Yeah, you touched on your depth. What's it like for you personally? Because obviously normally you'd be allowed to go and play for the Sunshine Coast Falcons, uh, but because of the shutdowns and the way of the world at the moment, uh, it, it just means that you've got to exist within the bubble. How do you find it? Yeah, to be honest, at first um, I found it, found it pretty hard um, very hard to get motivated to go to training every day and not knowing when we're going to play again, you know. And uh, but after a little while there, and I, I just kind of switched into the next man up mentality, like I, I usually have, and just was waiting for an opportunity. And um, all us boys now are, are really digging in at training and just waiting for opportunity. And I'm just hopefully that the other boys have seen me get my opportunity and it motivates them yeah. a little bit more too. Talking about an opportunity, there's. Two great hookers, three great hookers signed at the club. One of them's 948 in Cameron Smith. Um, next year, obviously, would you be worried if Cameron went and played somewhere else? Would you think that he's a trader if he went and, you know, signed to let those young kids get a get a shot? Uh, that's a tough question. That's a good question. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he would ever leave the club. I think he would be a, a one-club man it's just a really hard spot for all three guys to be in at the moment. And I think Cameron can still play another two years or wherever he wants to play because he's killing it this year at the mm. moment. And obviously Harry's showing his worth at the Tigers too. And then there's Brennan. And, you know, I, I really can't answer that because they're, they're all three great players and they could all be starting at yeah. any club they want to, I reckon. Mm. Mate, you're going to be the Meritarigal when you retire. <laughs> <laughs> Straight into politics. What about Nick? You spoke about earlier how initially, uh, you know, when the shutdown kicked in, that you did find that a bit challenging because you weren't sure when your next game of footy was going to be. Um, I think one of your other teammates who's in a similar situation is Cooper Johns. How's he? You're pretty good mates with him. How's he holding up um, in these circumstances? Yeah, you know, actually, me and Cooper had a, a conversation when it first happened. We were both in pretty pretty similar spots um, in in our headspace and. We, we kind of snapped out of it pretty quick and we both wanted to train hard and make, make each other get better and we helped each other out along the way and now we're, we're training well together and um, we're just waiting for him to get his opportunity. He's, he's in a really good headspace now and um, yeah, he's just waiting for his opportunity and I can't wait to see him get that and I think it's going to be well-deserved when he does. Is he a trump card like his old man? Or? <laughs> yeah, he's a... Apple doesn't fall far from the tree with him. He's just as hilarious as him. Yeah. Um, we've been, I know, we've been he's really him. funny like Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Nico. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Good on you, mate. There he is joining us from the Melbourne Storm, Nico Hines. It must be amazing. Like He's 24 years old and like he would have, you know, 10 years ago he's watching Cameron Smith and hearing about the legend of Craig Bellamy and now he's playing footy with him. It's a surreal mm. set of circumstances, isn't it? Unbelievable. Now, this game is uh, 24 points to 10. The Gold Coast lead the Cowboys with just on 19 and a half to go. We'll take a break. Shortly, we'll be joined by the Warriors' new coach, Nathan Brown, as Triple M rocks the footy. Sunday Sinbin is full of experts. If you're looking for expert legal advice, have a chat to Bryden's lawyers. Triple M rocks footy. Thanks to McDonald's. Triple M rocks footy. Welcome back to it. Well, we've got about 25 minutes before we cross live. Dan Ganane's going to call that game for you today. It's a big game coming up for both the Parramatta and the Sharkies. I give the Sharkies a good chance to win this one. Going into this game, there's something like six of their last seven, Gordy, and you know they'll show up to play the Sharkies. 
Yeah, oh, they're one of those sites that fight over a bone, don't they? And doesn't have to be too much meat on it. So, um, And the Sharks, they've been travelling really nicely. They're scoring a lot of points. So tough game for the Eels. Mm, they've had a good uh, rest too. They've had, they've had a good break since their last game on which they beat the Broncos. What about you, Hoops? Who do you like here? Yeah, I'll give the Sharks a chance. The issue is they haven't been able to beat any of the top four sides so far yeah. this season. Mm. So this is the big litmus test for them. Absolutely, I'll give them a show at uh, Cogra Oval there this afternoon. Um, but I think Parramatta might just have a little bit too much strike power. All righty. Uh, so you're both going to tip Parramatta for this one? Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, by the way, this game that's on at the moment sees the Cowboys have just bombed a try. and I beg your pardon, the Titans have just bombed a try. And the Cowboys are coming right back at them. Gold Coast 24, Cowboys 10. But they've got to score 14 points in 13 minutes, the Cowboys. Boys, uh, we spoke a little bit about it earlier, the um, the coaching scenario at the Cowboys. Yeah, just before we get to that, Anthony, just a couple of little late changes for this game this mm-hmm. afternoon. So Scott Sorensen comes into the Cronulla starting pack. Uh, Toby, Rubo- Toby Rudolph, who was named at lock, will go back to the bench. And Jack Williams has been omitted from right. the Cronulla 17. Mm-hmm. That Royce Hunt's a big... Uh, big- Big fella, isn't he? He's a wild-looking bloke. Got a lot of good player. Yeah, very good player. They've got a lot of players in that Cronulla side at the moment. There's a lot of players who are part of the Newtown Jets premiership winning Mm, side mm. from last year. They won the grand final right on the bell. Billy Magulius scored a great try. Uh, And I think there's about nine of those players now filtered through into the Cronulla NRL team. Mm. Toby Rudolph is another one. Sifa Talakai, who's been damaging and edge back rower. Uh, Big unit. Bit of ball play in him. Um, and William Kennedy, the fullback as well. So uh, they are, you, you, you're right, what we touched on a moment ago, uh, they are a show this afternoon. Son of the famous Bubba Kennedy. Correct. Who played for the Tigers when? Who, no, sometime Bubba. In the, yeah. yeah long, Is that we, William Kennedy? Will, 90s. William Ken- 90s yeah. Bubba Kennedy. Bubba yeah. Kennedy was at Balmain. He was a good player. Uh, Gold Coast 24, Great lead the player. Titans 10. The Titans have just scored again. The Gold Coast lead the, ti- the uh, Cowboys Gold Coast 28, Cowboys 10 with 11 minutes to go. Nathan Brown's out there. We might just get him to come on in. He's our he's our big guest now that he's an NRL coach. He's the big guest that we've got on the show today. Get Patch in we'll, here. We'll talk about his uh, career over there at the uh, New Zealand Warriors and um, his lovely wife Tanya and all his brood of kids will be going over there to live. Well, we asked, uh, I think we were the first to ask Nathan about the Warriors Mate, job. you didn't ask him. You got the blowtorch out and, and absolutely grilled and him you, about and it. You, and you, you, you defended him. I you, felt for him because you just kept whacking him around the head. But Well, look at well, look what happened at the end. He's got the Warriors well, job. Rugby league moves in mysterious yeah, ways sure. sometimes, Anthony. So do you. Uh, Brownie, welcome Speak to the show. Yourself. Hey, Maroon. Congratulations on the appointment, mate. Thank you very much. Three years at the Warriors. And yeah. Well, we did ask you about that and you said you, you weren't interested. And when we wanted to, you know, put the blowtorch on you a little bit, old mate Hoops stu- stood up for you. He'll stand up for anyone but me and, and you got off the hook. Well, he, he knew that at that stage that I wasn't uh, up for the Warriors mm-hmm. at that stage and respected my decision where you were peppering me. Yeah, but see... <laughs> The thing is, Brownie, I know you, mate. And when I got in the car, I was driving home. I said, honestly, I said to myself, why would he not want that job? That's a, a, a I, because I know how much you love Eliezer Katoa and Jazz Tavanga. I knew, you, you know, they had some good players in their squad. I, I just couldn't work out why you wouldn't want that job. Yeah, look, I had a couple of concerns, which, um, which is the reason I sort of first uh, removed myself from it, mm-hmm. but... When Toddy pulled out the other day, I was sitting on the lounge. I saw Toddy's interview, and I said to the wife, "I said it's sad because 
I've always said it's a good opportunity. And, you know, Mooks and Peter Sullivan have got a good plan in place and, you know, they're slowly moving the club forward, you know, and with some uh, some stuff that's already happened at the club, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, I spoke to your manager and he said, well, why don't you just have a chat to the owner because he's a good knock-around sort of bloke. So I had a chat to Robbo and, on Thursday and uh, we had a good private combo and then about three hours later I'd agreed to a deal. It, that's interesting that as soon as you raise your – you know, your interest in the job, you get the job. Yeah, well, one of my daughters called me Stephen Bradbury. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so. She takes orders, she's got good banter. Yeah, so. um, no, but, Brownie, I was talking and you made a lot of sense of the, about all the Warriors kids, and I don't know where it was, but, like, a lot of the New Zealand kids, like, they can obviously play under 16s, 17s, 18s, 20s over in New Zealand, but an NRL club comes and says, come and play for us, and it's hard for you guys to put them in the local competition. So is that going to change for the Warriors moving forward? Well, what they done, that was one of the things I was really impressed with when I was over there in the um, in the preseason doing some consulting with them, is that they actually had an SG ball side for the first time in the history of the club, and... I watched their ball slide play a few games and some of the players they were able to recruit on the back of being able to give these younger kids football in the best best under-18s competition going, which is obviously uh, the SG ball competition. It helped them. It helps people like Peter Sullivan to recruit to be able to say to a kid and a parent, well, if he joins the Warriors, there's a pathway for him from 16 where previously the Warriors had never, ever had that. So mm. if a kid gets approached by the Roosters or by Melbourne Storm or someone at 16 – they can provide that pathway, which is a big attraction for parents, you know, to be able to get a 16-year-old kid into a into a professional system at that age because we all know young kids can stray off the rails, can't they, regardless of where they are. Mm. But if they're in a system where there's a bit of stability and some professionalism, it obviously is a, a big start for their career. So there would have been plenty of players over the years I'd imagine the Warriors would have been in for but lost out to because of simple fact that they couldn't provide the pathway at a young enough age where... That was being provided, unfortunately, COVID it, and that's obviously put the halt to a lot of things for a lot of people in, in business. So what will happen after that, I suppose, we'll, we'll just have to see. So, Brownie, when do you actually officially take over? Is it November 1? Or? Yeah, November 1. Okay, yeah. but I imagine, obviously, you're in the paper today identifying talent that the Warriors uh, will most likely target. I imagine you'll already be working the phones and speaking to agents and working with Peter O'Sullivan, who's the recruitment manager at the Warriors, all that sort of thing. Yeah, Sully will do most of that sort of stuff. You know, he'll do most of most of the uh, talking that to the different agents. But, um, you know, they've... They've had a plan in place. The Warriors, you know, Sully's obviously a very good recruiter. He's one of the better ones in the business. And so had a good plan in place of what type of players they wanted to get. And the names that people have mentioned there, those style of players of what's been on the list anyway. And as I said, I don't think that needs to change. There's some good names, that, whether it's those names or people of that sort of, that type of player. Yeah, there's some there's some good ones there to be, uh, fortunately, hopefully the club going to have a bit of luck there. Hey, Brownie, there was reports that maybe the Warriors do their pre-season out in Australia. Have you heard, was that the conversation that you had with the owners and the staff over there? No, that's um, that's a realistic uh, possibility, Gordy, and I, I don't think it'll, if it's the pre-season, it'll be the season. It won't be. I don't think the club want um, stability for the players' families. They want to be able to get players out here and let them know, well, this is where we are for the year, or if we're in Auckland for the year, or Redcliffe for the year, whatever it is, so... I'll have more information on that and uh, heaps would probably be more across it than me, but mm. I just know that there is a possibility the club will be based in Australia this year. Um, yeah. Whether that happens or not will depend on the borders, but what they can't do is they can't have players living out here without their families for the whole yeah. season. You know, they've already done it this year and they, it's not fair on anyone to do that again. So, yeah. so Sorry, Hoops, go for your life. 
No, you go, Anthony. Yeah. Um, mate, you were going to say, um, I was going to say to you that now, if the whole Warriors arrangement is ha- does have to be based in Australia next year, now the financial burden of that, the logistics of that, but the, the financial burden, does that fall to the NRL? I would have thought it would, yeah. yeah. I'm only guessing. I'd, mm. I can't actually give you 100%, but all I know is, is that uh, Cameron George, the CEO and the chairman, are putting a proposal to the NRL of what it will cost the club to have to relocate, you know, because obviously yeah. the Warriors are important to the NRL. Every club in the in the competition is important to the NRL and need to do whatever's possible to keep the whole sort of 16 teams uh, uh, going. So how it all unfolds, mate, as I said, I'm... I'm not 100% across, but I reckon Hoops would be across it a bit more than me. Okay. Well, I know there has been big talk. We spoke about it earlier in the program, Brownie, that the Warriors, in all likelihood, it looks as though they're going to be based out here for not just the rest of this season, but all of next year as well. And um, obviously you touched on a huge part of that is ensuring that all of the players' families can also make the transition and, and be a part of that. Uh, it's a big, big project. But the other thing I wanted to ask you about is Phil Gould. So he's also been appointed to the Warriors uh, in a role that we believe is pathways and player development. Can you talk to us a little bit about that yeah. and what Gus will do for the Warriors? Probably if you look at um, Penrith, you know, Gus got to Penrith and obviously they were nearly buggered, weren't they, financially? Yeah, the doors yeah. were almost yeah, closed. So yeah. Gus obviously worked out with his connections and they fixed that up and found the money to build a centre of excellence and developed a, a, a pathway system which we're seeing Penrith at the top ladder today and there's mm. just a abundance of very, very good young talent players that aren't only playing at Penrith now, like Reeve and Campbell-Gillard, for example, and Wanga Blake are playing for the other team that's running first or equal first or second in Parramatta. So mm. Penrith's starting to provide a lot of players for the competition. Um, in uh, in New Zealand, you have the New Zealand Rugby League, which is an entity on its own. You have the Auckland Rugby League, which is an entity on its own. And you have the Warriors. So none, none of that's all aligned at all. So it, it, it's a, the main gist of what Gus is... I think uh, role is going to be is is to not get them all to join, but to get a, a, a an academy going, which is um, all based, not just uh, not just warriors based, and mm-hmm. obviously set this academy up and set the development pathway not only for the warriors but for the Pacific Islands, all the Pacific players. So it'll help the warriors, it'll help the Pacific nations, it'll help international football, and it'll just give younger kids much more of an opportunity in New Zealand to come through a, a, a more more definitive pathway, which won't only benefit, it'll benefit clubs in Australia as well because, as we're seeing with Penrith, if yeah. you do put something in place that's good and there is such a huge talent base, you're going to lose plenty of good players as well, which mm. that's fine if you lose losing good ones as long as you're keeping good ones as well. So I imagine you've already had a few conversations with Gus about your role and his role and how it'll all fit together? Yeah, Gus just basically gave me a quick call just to assure me of what his role was, basically. And uh, George had already... Um, sort of give me a bit of a rough idea what it was. And, um, yeah, so if if Gus can sort of roughly replicate something like that's happening at Penrith, as I said, it's only going to benefit, you know, the head coaches at the Warriors for lots of years, not only Nathan Brown, but it'll help the Warriors for a long, long, long time. And hopefully, obviously, the Pacific Nations get stronger and stronger. We've seen how great Tonga's been for mm. international football. I wonder, you talk about that's that's a good thing long-term, but in the short term, some of the players that you've identified that you want to bring to the club, most of them we've seen, but if you don't watch the Super League, a lot of people wouldn't be familiar with uh, Oliver Gildart. Yeah, look, I'm, with uh, with some of these names that have been mentioned, these are names that, well, look, I, it's actually literally true when I said I never had spoke to the Warriors again about working there until actually a Thursday. That's the 100% mm. true that that's the case, you know, so... Um, I know 
Paul Crawley, I kind of called Paul Crawley Nostradamus because he actually put me up as favourite on Monday and I'd never had any contact with the Warriors until Thursday. That's on my life, yeah. So Crawley's a he genius. He gets good mail, Crawley. Oh, he's a genius. Yeah. yeah. So um, a lot of these names that have been mentioned, as I said, some of these names, uh, yeah, Peter Sullivan and the staff have been, they've identified these blokes numbers of months ago and I remember talking to Sully about numbers of players because we talk about players, whether I'm working with Sully or working for another club, we often sort of, Talk to each other about players. So, not all the players are ones that I that I, all of a sudden this list hasn't appeared from Thursday night. This is a list that Sully's been talking to different people and different agents for a fair while now about different players. Wonder if they hoops the boys go up and base themselves in Brisbane round Redcliffe for next year. Yep. And they're very successful uh, up there because they've got the good coach now in Brownie and not no disrespect to Toddy Payton or anyone. They've got Brownie up there. They've, they've recruited well. Now they're based in Brisbane. It's starting to work. They're starting to get a roll on. Do all of a sudden, the Warriors become the the chat about the relocated team for the second team in Brisbane. No, that's no. one of the most idiotic ideas right, I've okay. ever heard. I've got to agree with Hoops there. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> well, we'll so wait for the see. first time, we'll wait you've and been see. called an imbecile. Well, we'll wait <laughs> yeah. and see. Because I tell you what, one thing you two will we'll never, you know, one thing's obvious with you two. You know, thank God for football because you wouldn't, you don't know much about anything else. Uh, we've got uh, three minutes left. We've got Gold Coast 30 leading the Cowboys 10. But anyway, mate, congratulations. Three years Thanks, to you and Tanya and all the kids. Guys, we got a new place to go holiday too, guys. Everybody's up brownies. <laughs> straight to Waiheke Island. How good. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, and we'll take a break. We'll come back, talk more about this Parramatta Cronulla game. And uh, you'll be on the call team again, Brownie. We're going to miss you, mate. Not part of the family anymore. Yeah, I've still got a couple of months to put up with him, Marin. I'm yeah. not going anywhere in the short term. So yeah. whenever Charlie lobs me in or someone needs a day off, they'll go get on my case to come in. Well, while you're still on the Central Coast too, mate, if the club's open, we can always use you as a cu- at a couple of gigs. Oh, sends cash. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know how they. I don't know how they pay you, but they don't pay me cash. Oh, Brownie, you know him too He's well. just cost himself a couple of gigs there, Brownie. <laughs> hey, we'll take a break and we'll come back and wrap it up as Triple M rocks the footy. Thanks to Reem Hot Water, Triple M rocks footy for McDonald's. Well, we're just about done here, but uh, it's a win there for the Titans over the Cowboys. And uh, full-time score there was 30 points to 10. And, of course, we are here thanks to Bryden's lawyers. Give them a call. They'll help you out. 1-800-848-848. You may as well weigh into this now, Brownie, because, um, well, I mean, you're out of contention for the Cowboys job. What sort of bloke do they need, do you think, uh, at the Cowboys? Oh, look, they certainly uh, need a coach who can certainly help develop the young talent up there. They've got quite a quite a batch of good young players who would need to learn, you know, the basic fundamentals of the how to play their position and mm. improve their techniques in some areas because they've certainly got some good younger ones coming through and they obviously would probably need to obviously look to strengthen one or two positions over the course of the next sort of 12 or 18 months. Mm-hmm. But um, there's, as is the case, there's always so many good candidates. It's just them trying to work out, I suppose, as a group of people who are picking the coach to find the right one, which mm. is not always the easiest task. Yeah. Hey, Brownie, that... That sort of amazed me. Doesn't a coach have all that? Because Brisbane got rid of Wayne Bennett because they said that he can't deal with the young kids now and he doesn't have anything in common. Then you get Seabolt that says he's a specialist in dealing with young kids and they've all gone backwards. I think um, I think it's a big difference between dealing with them and, and teaching. Like if you look at uh, you know, look at Melbourne or as you've said before, got in, in the in the nineties and early two thousands, Brian Smith was one of the best coaches that's of By play far. of player development, one of improving players and getting average players in and making them good players and you know, like Bellyache does that really, really well. Doesn't he? At Melbourne, the staff down there do that great. So, 
you know, there's different coaches who hang their hat on different things. Some are more about tactics and some coaches need to have older players because it suits their coaching style where there is coaches out there who certainly do develop young players and teach them how to play the game properly. And, and the Cowboys certainly need a coach who's going to help help educate their good young players to help them become the, 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 the players they need to become. All right. Well, uh, we have a good call this afternoon. I, I've got. I've got to get home. I'm fighting with my missus. I've got to get home and p- patch things up. Yeah, we had a little well, fight this morning. Yeah. yeah. What yeah, we, about the well, dog? No, we, the we food, went out for breakfast. Hang on one sec. Yeah, sorry, mate. You didn't have the drone out first thing in the morning again, did you? No, I had it on the charger this morning. But okay. Oh, so right. we, we went down to have breakfast at the local cafe, and she does this thing which I absolutely hate, right? She says to the waiter, I'll have the special, right? I'll have the breakfast special. But she'll say, instead of the hash brown, can I have mushrooms? Instead of normal toast, can I have sourdough? Instead of a sausage, can I have extra bacon? And I said, well, it's not the special anymore, is it? I mean, you can't, you know, you, now the poor bloke's got to go into the cook and say, this woman out here, she wants a special, but she wants sourdough. She wants more bacon instead of the sausage. She wants mushrooms instead. Can you see what I'm saying? It's not the special anymore. Well, Anthony, Anthony, I don't think that's her fault. I think that's your fault for not cooking your wife breakfast no, in bed. but, mate, it's, yes, you Gordon, can't. That's what I yeah, see. Yeah, you're right onto something. Well, Sunday morning. Sunday morning's about making your oh. wife feel special and cooking a breakfast in bed. That's what I see the problem is. Is that what you do? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm on Miss Portugal's side. Ah. Oh. This nonsense. Brownie, do you cook Tanya breakfast in bed? Absolutely. Um, I went and bought an omelette from the uh, old mate Village Bakery down there on Willowair Road. So oh, I've got beautiful. Nice Everybody and, deli- goes and delivered it to her. Oh, yeah. you are a special yeah. guy. What about you, Poops? You, Absolutely. Yeah, you yeah. breakfast in bed? Well, we've got kids' sport first thing Sunday morning mm-hmm. generally, so you're up early and out the door there. But, yeah, no, we do breakfast in bed for yeah. sure. Yeah. You've got, you got to look after your wife. Oh, 100%. I've been with week, the same room for 36 one years. One day a week, which is normally Sunday, yeah. you've got to make them feel special. But can Even you, more special than what you do every other day. Can you see my point, though? Like, she asks for the special and then changes everything that's on the special. I can see your point, but yeah. I'm with but, Gordon. I think yeah, that's because you're more, not reading the messages, Maureen. She wants you to the cook one that at home. You here. You're the one who's got a problem with it. Just let her order what she wants to order. Don't blow up. Wow. Well, okay, okay order what you want, but don't say special. it's the special. Don't say I want the special, but I'm going to change everything on the special because it's not the special anymore. It's a Do you order a special, special, Maroon? Do you ever order a special? If I order the special, I just say <laughs> give me the special. Anyway, Gordon, tell us. We'll catch you through the week. You it's are been a, a pleasure, special, guys. Anthony. Great show. <laughs> All right, and we'll see you on uh, Fox tonight. Absolutely. See you, Brownie. Congratulations. Can I just, are you available if Brownie needs you at the Warriors? Yeah, I'll be available, but I'll have to – only if they're in the Seni Coast or up at Redcliffe. I'm not going to New Zealand. <laughs> uh, anyway, Brownie, we wish you all the best too with your new venture. Thank you, Maroon. And Dan Ganane will call that game for you, which is an absolute cracker. Coming up next, it's Cronulla versus Parramatta. Across the Triple M Network, we are here. Thanks to Bryden. See you next week. For McDonald's, Triple M rocks footy. Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream.